The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. Hi, this is Lady Petra. I'm Safa Master. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers. Cheers. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And mine are him, his, and he. Today. Well, one of our listeners, Pagan Lust, suggested that we have just a typical Jack and Coke. American drink. Yep, and that's what we're trying. <laughs> Jack and Coke. How hard was it to make? You super pour Jack hard. in a glass and it was Coke super in a glass. Hard. And ice in a glass. <laughs> super high end drink. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's. That's, you know, it's it's, that's it's such good. a such a simple drink, but it's actually quite delicious. You get you know what I like. I like this better than rum and coke. Yeah, personally, rum and coke gets too syrupy. I agree. Weird. The Jack cuts through the cola in this, and mm-hmm. and I'll let the listeners know we actually got real cola. So when you buy it from a, like a taco truck, you got the bottled Coke. Yeah. Which is harder Mexican, to find. Mexican yeah, Mexican cola. cola, and it so it actually has the better sugar. Better in sugars, it. yeah. No, it's a good drink. You, you taste the caramely notes. You get a little bit of smokiness from the whiskey. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I can see like why people just drink this. I can see why they drink it. Yeah, for sure. You can see why. Well, go-to in a lot of clubs, Jack and Coke. Well, one of my good friends, this is his go-to drink. He drinks, really? He all drinks the time? It, like all night long. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, you can see why, though. It's mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. All right, thank Pretty you. simple drink. That's good. All right, well, we did, today we're doing... Um, Kinky Poetry. Kinky hour. Poetry Hour uh, version three. Yes. And today we've chosen a poem that isn't a kink poem per se, but it, it's a poem that's impacted our lives. Yeah, speaks to us. Life. Yeah. And so today's poem is The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. Yes. So why don't you read it? I don't know if I read it right, but let's try it. All right. All right. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that, the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black, Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubt if I should ever come back. I should be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Yeah, I love this poem. You know, 
when I was um, graduating high school, mm-hmm. the the guest speaker to our high school class mm-hmm. included this poem in his conversation with us. Wow. And so it's always sat with me as something to think about whenever right. I've been confronted by um, a choice to make. Yeah, that's that's what it is, yeah. 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 And, you know, I love the poem. It, it, it really does speak to our experience of our kink journey journey together yeah. mm-hmm. because like, like like you like you had to make a choice yeah. at some point like two paths yes yeah <laughs> between two paths yeah really because it was the next chapter in my life regardless of whether i had left my past relationship or proceeded with you yeah it was a new chapter for me you know i was becoming an empty nester and I wanted something different. So, you know, both paths hadn't been tra- trodden on yet. I had to just pick one. Right. And um, I obviously chose well. So I picked, yeah. picked one. Yeah, but, but you know, like in, in the poem, it talks about I sort of stared down the path as far as I could see. And, yeah. it, you know, I couldn't tell. It, they looked sort of the same, but one seemed to be more trodden on and one less. And yeah. so for you in, in the world of kink, like you hadn't trodden on that path. No, I, I could only see so far down the path. Yeah. And really, in my uh, prior relationship, I thought I could see further, but you know how we understand. I understand now you can't really predict the future. But yeah. because of the repetitiveness of the marriage, I, I thought I could see and predict what the future was going to be for me. And so it, it looked bleak. Well, what you had was an almost predictable certain future. Yes. In the marriage you were in. Yes. And then... So that's one path, and then you stood and looked down the other path. You couldn't see very far, Mm-mm. and it, it, it's, it was almost the allure of unknowing. The adventure, and I use that word a lot, but I yeah. am adventurous. So, And at this point in my life, because of the changes in the family dynamic, I felt it was really time for me to, to decide for me what I wanted. Yeah, and without concern for my children and what they're they're all going off to school. They're adults. Yeah, I'm not going to have a lot of influence on them at this point. Yeah, um, and I had been for far too long um, unhappy. You know, many many years, nearly a decade, but probably seven to eight years. Yeah, unhappy, and so I, I felt it was time. I would pay. You know, I felt I complain to people often it felt like I was in a prison sentence yeah and that I was escaping (laughs) by the choices I was making and so um I think that's that speaks to me on choosing yeah based on this poem yeah but I think you too experienced your own paths of choosing oh definitely you know I mean Early on, I was faced with the cho- choice of staying in South Africa mm-hmm. and going to America. Yeah. And South Africa at that time was a country on the verge of civil war. Yeah. And America seemed like a land of promise, you know. All yeah. I knew of America growing up in Africa mm-hmm. was, you know, the moon landing. The well, you didn't have TV. Or... We didn't have TV, but, but, but there was a, an opportunity to see the closed circuit television um, at the at planetarium, right? But I mean, you wouldn't be apprised of of the America that much because you no. because you didn't have a lot of no. Input. All it was was like what we saw on uh, in movies, exactly. So we had a, had a very limited view 
And, and, and a very kind of like, Hollywood view. Very Hollywood view. But I had a limited view, whereas in South Africa, I had a certain view. I was going to go, and I would have had to have gone into the military to defend white supremacy, which I wasn't. Because every citizen, every white boy had, boy had to do that. Had to do that. Yeah, and I was how long up. would you have to be served? I, I would have served a total of about 10 years. Whoa, they make, served, really? would have served um, two or three years up front, and then a three-month three camp every year for like the next so many years. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so I just wasn't willing to I just wasn't willing to do it. And so I had that future. Yeah. Or I had the opportunity to go to this land of opportunity in America. Right. And what had happened was my cousin had visited the United States. My cousin Ian from England had visited the United States and he's a salesman and he mm-hmm. was selling some little goofy thing. Mm-hmm. And he came to visit and he said, you know, the thing about America is there's a market for everything. And I, I didn't really understand what that meant, but it sounded better than where I was. Right. You know. So I was faced with that choice, and I left the country, and then I came here, and then, you know, along well, the way. Well, and apartheid was going on. I mean, you had, there was yeah. huge disrupt in South Africa. Yes. Um, so it was dangerous. You know, and it had were pe- your parents going to come to the U.S. no matter what? Like, if, would it have been like, no, I'm going to stay here, Pops, and no, they I, left you? Yeah, so... Um, I had wanted to leave for a long time. Okay. I'd wanted to leave since I was about 14. And um, my aunt and uncle had moved to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And my uncle, you know, became a citizen. And because of that, my, he, my, <coughs> my mom got a third preference visa. Oh, yeah. Like kind of so like sponsoring them. Yeah, yeah, she sponsored as a third preference. So we got a green card, you know. And so... At the moment that that happened, the country erupted in flames in Africa. Mm-hmm. So '76 was when the Soweto riots started oh, to occur. Wow. Yeah, and um, literally, I remember we had a family meeting, and my I, my I had two older sisters who were both married to guys with English passports that were still there. They're still there, mm-hmm. and my brother, and my brother and his wife said they're going to go live in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. We lived in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. They said they're going to go live in Cape Town, and my sister said they're going to move to London, mm-hmm. both of them, because their oh, husbands okay. are English. Okay. And I said, well, I'm going to move to America, because I had a gymnastics scholarship to oh, okay, great. to um, the University of Washington. And so um, I was going to move to America, so my parents right. were like, okay, well, my mom and her brother were very close. And she said, well, I want to go to America, too. And so we just had a family meeting and made the But decision. if they hadn't gone, you might have been with your uncle. I would have uncle. gone anyway, yeah. yeah. I would have come and stayed here with my uncle. I'm glad they came. I mean, yeah, you know, it was better. It would have been bad to have the family. Yeah, completely. it would have been difficult for everybody. But it was better, you know. It gave my sisters permission to leave, and it gave my brother permission to go to Cape Town. How long did he stay in Cape Town before he came to the States? Five years. And then it was too much, and they left? No, it was like they... we, we he couldn't get... Citizen, he couldn't get a green card till five years had passed, because oh. we had to get a we had to get a, a citizenship before we could apply for a visa for him. Got it. And how long? And it took you five years from green years. card to get become a citizen. Correct. Yeah. Do you have dual citizenship? So South Africa or, you know, and America at the time, neither one recognized dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. And there is a process for me to um, recover my South African citizenship if I wanted. Sure. And the way things are, I might want it. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, but it's a process. But but the you know I've been a U.S. citizen you know since eighty two. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, this poem struck me 
you know, then. That, that was like a, mm-hmm. that was like an obvious in your face. Choose a road. Right. You know? It's a huge one. Yeah, and then and then there've been different times in my life in business where business has failed or or gone in a direction I've had to choose you know, do I let it go or do I take a new direction? And this poem steps up for me again. And so it's it's been a recurring poem in my life. Mm-hmm. So I remember early on when we were you know, sharing messages mm-hmm. before we connected even in person. I sent you this poem. Yeah. Or we talked about it. Yeah. Anyway. And, yeah, and this poem has been throughout my life. You know, I had it, I had my maid of honor read it at my wedding. It was, a, it, this poem speak to me in many ways. And, and I guess what it, it reminds me of is, you know, the, the Frost talks about the, the sigh, if you will, of thinking that someday I'll come back and go down that other path and we all kind of know that's not going to happen. And that resignation resolve that you have knowing that you're, you're really making a choice in your life at this time to go in this direction and that it, you're committing to that. And so th- I had lots of those same choices you made and, you know, I just went into one with both a hundred percent with both feet, you know, mm-hmm. um, knowing that I can't really go back and change it. It's, this is what I'm doing. And if you think about where we are today, my decision to be claimed and owned and progress with this dynamic was exactly one of those moments. Yeah. Exactly one of those moments. Yeah. It was definitely a, a, a point for me too, because, because, you know, both of us have come out of these sort of long-term marriages. Yeah. And this, we both had as a desire to participate in a 24-7 dynamic. Yeah. But to actually make the choice to do that yeah. is stepping into that road not right. taken. Right. You know. Because it's one of those, you know, some of these decisions you make in your life, you, there isn't a way to go back and make it a new, a, the same decision again. It won't, no. it won't, it will forever be changed. Yeah. You know, you leaving South Africa and them threatening you, like, you know, lose your passport or whatever, you know, try, yeah. don't come back is one of those things that um, that isn't going to just go away. You're, no. You know, that kind of thing. So I think um, this poem is so powerful. And I'm sure people use this a lot. Like you said, it was used by a speaker for you. Um, and I've heard this poem over the years myself, you know. Right. I mean, it's 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 the last line that lands for me the hardest, which is, you know, I took the one, the one less traveled by, and that made all the difference. Like that for me is that that's the secret to life, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what I took from it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's it's this idea that if you embark upon an adventure, mm-hmm. the 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 adventure, the journey, is the adventure. Yeah, and are you looking for an easy way out, or yeah. it's not like you have to look for the hardest way through, no matter what. But what it is is authentically find out what you're going to choose to do, and then do it regardless of what it brings up for you. Yeah. Just do it. Just make it happen. Yeah. Um, that's that's I think how you live fully into your choices. Yeah. Versus, you know, I don't know clawing and complaining the whole way that you chose this path which I hear you know a lot of people complain about the path they're in but again we're choosing our paths that people say they don't choose them they go oh 
I don't get to choose because I have kids and this. Okay, but at some point you chose to have kids. And at some point you chose to do this or that or the other thing. Uh, and, and our choices compound on one another and affect our future. Yeah. Let's read through the poem and, and look at it paragraphically. So, two roads diverge in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler, long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent to the undergrowth. So, so what is so there? You sort of deal. You're dealing with the the pondering that we engage in about the almost certain possible futures that we have mm -hmm. versus the unknown. Well, and I take it as I, I don't know offhand when Frost wrote this poem compared to his age, but I take it as in the yellow wood. Yeah. Being a reflection of fall. Yeah. Meaning. Fall of his life. The fall of his life. Yeah. He's probably, you know, in his 40s. He's reflecting backwards. Yeah, somewhere in that air, in that way where he, he's in the fall of his life and, and a choice has come forward. And he had, and, and he's cho he's choosing, you know. I'm looking at it like he's in the fall of his life, reflecting backwards about a choice he made. Well, but he's talking presently, like two roads diverge in a yellow wood, like it's present. Mm. And and sorry, I could not travel both. So it's like for me, and that's fine, you know. Every, yeah. Everyone interprets it differently, but I I feel like he's in the fall of his life, and something comes up, and there's a choice to be made, whatever that means. And he's choosing, you know, he wants to go both because he probably, they both are appealing to him, but he's got to pick one. Yeah, so he looked down one as far as he could, and then he took the other just as fair. Yeah. And having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that, that the passing there had warned them really about the same. So what he's saying is, like, he... he took the path he took because it seemed less traveled and less wear so like you know everyone wants to look good and make things right and yeah. make sure that they made the best choice so he's bolstering himself that the choice he made was great yeah even though both would have been good mm -hmm. you know but but he thinks his choice was a little bit better he does yeah and both at morning equally lay in leaves no step at trodden black Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. And that's really the truth of it. Yeah. The, the thing is that, you know, who you were when you made the choice to participate in our dynamic mm -hmm. and who you are now, like you can't go back. I can't go back and be her. You can't go back and be her. She doesn't even exist. No, I know. So, yeah. I mean, and he's recognizing that, that you... You say to yourself, oh, I'll go back and do that someday. You know how yeah. someday comes up all the time. There's no such thing There's as There's no such some th thing as someday, but that's what he's reflecting on. Yeah. He says, I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Mm -hmm. Two roads diverged in a word, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And then that's him all, you know, realizing that this choice later in life when he's old and gray, he is going to reflect on this. And, and the choices he made. That's the journey he was on. And yeah. And, and so yeah, it made a difference because yeah. that that's the journey he was on. Exactly. You know, I imagine that, you know, a decade from now we look back on these conversations and, oh, I know. and these these years. Yeah. 
and you know it'll have been like an amazing journey yeah given the journey that we've experienced so far exactly you know? precisely yeah so i love this so poem. i love this poem it's so good yeah anyway um i i think that you have another i do person. one of our listeners heart of darkness okay has a whole um, index of poems, um, and I chose one of his haikus, which is called Haiku One, to read um, so that we can kind of talk a little bit about it and get, acknowledge his work as a poet. Yeah. So I'll read this. Your cigarette lips once were dark red with cherries. Now they taste of me. Yeah, so that evokes emotion for me. I can imagine... I can imagine, you know, for me, this is a woman sitting there smoking. Mm -hmm. I can imagine, you know, the conversation around that. I can imagine the sexy sort of experience of watching her eat a bowl of cherries, you know, mm -hmm. her red lips. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then, I, and then now they taste of me, mm -hmm. meaning there's been some intimacy and connection you're yeah you're close to where i'm at so i i think your cigarette lips to me that's note noted because it's always striking when you have lipstick on when smoking a cigarette not that i smoke yeah. but that image of that once we're dark red with cherries well what the analogy of the cherries is he she probably had bright red lipstick on and was smoking right and then where it changes, where it shifts is when it says they once were dark with cherries, meaning that's before she was probably giving them a blowjob, basically. Yeah. Uh, it says now they taste of me. Well, yeah. the lipstick's gone because they were once, and now she's yeah. You're she's tasting her lover. Sure, I can go there. And so, I mean, that's just where it evokes emotion. You can, mm -hmm. and that's what's neat about haikus is they can move you in any way. Mm -hmm. You can take the meaning how you want, but it's powerful, um, and but leads some room for you to uh, imagine. Yeah, but but it does evoke that. that I like that little haiku because it does evoke emotion. It does. Yeah, it does. So it's so I'm really happy that he allowed us into his index and shared that and I'll share a link to his haiku and of course to Robert Frost's sure. poem as well and yeah and maybe to a Robert Frost poem analysis sure yeah yeah because yeah that's it for today you can find us on your favorite podcast directory we also have an RSS feed if you're interested in online coaching for kinksters or online domination, you can visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. And if you're uh, having comments or suggestions or drink ideas for our podcast, you can email me at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. Cheers. Cheers.